locker. All right, there it is. Spirit, have your way. If you'd like to maximize the, the benefit of all that God wants to do in you tonight, here's a great prayer. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do. In me and through me tonight. He's going to take you up on that. really, really good tonight. Um, when, <laughs> when we were worshiping tonight, and I went up and got into the congas, and we started to go deeper, um, I, I came up to Todd, I don't, I don't see my other oh, here, and I said, I said, Todd, I could care less if I preach tonight or not. That's what I told him. Um, and it's true because you don't need me to preach in order for you to be changed. We all need one touch after another from the Holy Spirit, from a living God who is massively in love with us, who wants us to experience him much more than we're longing for it. But he just says, you, do you have a little room for me in your agenda? Which isn't just talking about a church agenda. It's also your daily agendas. He's saying, I, I'm going to touch you so much more. I have so much more for you. If you just give me a little room. Like right here, just right here. So Holy Spirit, we give you room. We make room for you, Holy Spirit. 
<laughs> All right. I really did ask him tonight. I said, I'm, I am, and I, and, he, and I really am so willing to push aside whatever I have, whatever we have prepared together, because if he wants to do something else at any moment, that's his prerogative. It really is. So it's a great way to live. Um, it, it seems a little scary sometimes in the moment because um, sometimes we feel more comfortable, a little safer when we're going with a plan. And I believe me, he's got a plan. It's just that we're not always in tune with that plan. Sometimes we have a different plan. And uh, there, are, there are many times in our life he, he wants to interrupt us pretty regularly if we will allow him to. Our, our plans. You know, that actually comes, I'm not making this up either. That comes from Proverbs 16. You could read, read that whole chapter. It's, there's about four or five or six Proverbs in there that talk about how he is going to interrupt our plans. He doesn't mind that we make them. That's okay. That's actually part of, kind of part of our, our humanness and part of actually even being made in his image because he has plans. But he just says, I don't mind if you make the plans, but I'm going to do some certain things when I choose to in the midst of those. So get ready to be interrupted. More and more in your life. As you give room for the Lord, as you want your life to make a difference, and I know that you do, because God put that inside of you. So if you want to make a difference the way he wants you to, you're going to have to let him interrupt your plans. All right then. Okay. However, when I was asking the Holy Spirit, I actually felt his excitement like, we're going to get to move in and out and dart in and out of some scriptures together. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, all right, so here we go. And uh, we'll see where we go. So my message tonight is purchased for God. That be all y'all. You are purchased for God. All right, let's, let's jump right into a scripture from the book of Revelation where we get a really good dose of heaven there. You know, Jesus told us to pray and we pray often, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're pulling heaven to earth, right? That's what he told us to do with our prayers, with our life. He says, heaven's a really wonderful place. In fact, that's where you are, with seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So it's not like you don't have access to this realm, because actually, the more we are aware of it, the more we realize we are we are actually rooted and seated there right now. But He says, "I want you to be more and more aware of that realm and pull it this way." So let's look at that realm for a minute, because in that realm, there's worship going on non-stop. And let me tell you, I love tonight, I love going bonkers for Jesus. I love doing it, especially when it's Holy Spirit led. Like you don't need to go bonkers every week just to go bonkers so that we went bonkers. That's great. But when it's the Lord, oh my gosh, you can feel it. The Spirit starts rising up. And, and honestly, if you look at what we're doing, we're, we're like one big orchestra. We actually 
We're actually doing things together because the Holy Spirit's doing it. He's orchestrating this. Well, that's what happens in heaven, except it doesn't stop. Like, it was really cool, wasn't it? Isn't it that there was a hundred year, you know, prayer meeting? Um, The Moravians, right? Awesome. hundred years, nonstop, never stopped. You know what? In heaven, it's gone a little longer than that. (laughs) I don't know how long exactly. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and Somewhere along the way, he created these angels and these four living creatures and heaven and everything that's in it. Let me tell you, that place is real. In fact, some of you have been there and back. I've seen little glimpses of it. It's real. One day soon, we're going to be there. (laughs) So in heaven, they are going just crazy for Jesus nonstop. And in that, this is what they're singing, a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. (laughs) They're saying, woo! Jesus, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it. And it doesn't stop. You did it. You're worthy. You are worthy. You're worthy of all the worship. You're worthy of all the praise. You're worthy of everything we have, Jesus. You purchased us for God. You are purchased for God. When it says God, it's talking about the Father. Just so you know, yes, we are going to be the bride of Christ forever. Absolutely. Yes, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Absolutely. And you were purchased for the Father. Amen. You know what that means? It means he wants you. (laughs) you You are loved. You are wanted. You are treasured. You are cherished. Papa says, nothing's going to keep you away from me. I made sure of it. My son Jesus bought you from me. You're purchased for him. Isn't that amazing? For him. (laughs) All right, what else? Let's look at another scripture. This isn't Peter. 1 Peter 1.18 says, For you know that the price of your ransom was paid, not in anything perishable like silver or gold, nothing worthless like that, but in precious blood as of a blameless and spotless lamb, Christ. In fact, in this passage, it talks about how you're saved from that feudal way of life that was handed down from our ancestors because you were purchased by his blood. Peter, remember, was he was... Primarily, he was writing to the Jews. You guys know that? Paul, when you read Paul's letters, one of the reasons why there's such a difference in their styles and everything, Paul, when you read his letters, he's writing to the Gentiles, which is all the non-Jews. Peter's writing to the Jews, and he's, which are those that were steeped in the law. They knew how to, God, you said to do this, 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 and 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 believe me, a lot more than just 10 of them. Many more than Ten Commandments. They 
A lot more laws than that. They were steeped in all of them. They knew what they were. They knew how to do the right thing to please God, thinking again that that's what pleased him was by their actions. And Peter says, I got some great news for you, Jews, who were stuck in that law-keeping mode. You've been rescued from that way of life that was handed down by your ancestors. You were purchased as of a spotless lamb. And believe me, they would know exactly what Peter was talking about because of that yearly sacrifice of the lamb coming where they were uh, atoned, their sins were atoned for, the guilt was relieved at least for one day. But guess what the problem is? The next day started piling up again, piling up the, the, the guilt, the shame, because even though they knew all the laws, they couldn't keep them perfectly. And Jesus came to set us all free from that. He set us free from that. It's awesome. Absolutely, you should be excited. That's exceptionally good news. And unfortunately, many believers, when I say believers, I mean those who believe that Jesus paid for them. They get caught right back in that law trap. And, uh, and it kills them. It's killing them. Because we weren't made for that. We were made for freedom. Freedom operates out of love. Freedom says, I am so in love with you, Lord. And I receive your love and I give that love away. And when we operate in love, it actually takes care of the sin problem. Well, Jesus took care of the sin problem in the sense of no punishment, no shame, no condemnation for us. That's what grace is, right? Right? No punishment, no shame, no condemnation. You are free to run into daddy's lap anytime you want without shame. Anytime you want. Okay, but that's, that's, our, that's our gift from heaven. That's what we get. But when we get trapped back in the legalism, when we get trapped back into thinking that I got to do all the right things in order, in order for God to love me, we actually put ourselves back into a cage again because you can't, you can't win that. You can't do it. Jesus did it for you. He did it for you because the Father wanted you. And the Father knew you couldn't, you couldn't live this thing perfectly. He knew that. It was always set up for Jesus to come and to do for you what you could not do. It's why, you know, Jesus says, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Some people take that scripture and say, see, the law is not abolished. You still have to keep all however many hundreds of rules in order to be right with God. No, that's not what Jesus meant. He said, I didn't come to say that what God said doesn't matter. It did matter. It was there for a reason and for a purpose. Everything was pointing to me, Jesus says. And I came and I lived every one of those things perfectly for 33 years of my human existence so that you didn't have to in order to be right with God. Wow. That's what he did for you. So you are free from that. You are free to enjoy God. Let's see what's next. Here's the thing. We have to agree with our purchase price. That's the deal. If you're wondering, okay, how do I get on on this amazing deal? The father wants me. 
Every single person in this room at times, we have felt like we um, didn't measure up. We felt like we, at, at times we felt like we were a disappointment to people on the earth, but also at times we felt that way to God. God, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a disappointment to you. And he says, no, you're not. You're actually not a disappointment to me at all. And so I'm going to change the way you're seeing things. But you, here's the deal. You have to agree with the purchase price. This is the deal. This is what grace is about. How, when it says that by faith, it's by grace, it's by grace we're saved through faith, right? So what's faith? Faith is agreement. Agreement in what? The purchase price for you. That's the deal. So I was thinking about this the other day. It's almost like a, a reverse auction. You know, in an auction, they start, they see how much that money they can get for something, right? That's kind of the way it works, right? Well, here's, I just, I just was thinking about this uh, auction that God would have for us. And he's like, all right, we're going to have an auction for every single one of you as my sons and daughters, each one of you. Let's see. Okay, we're going to start the bidding at $600 billion. $600 billion, $600 billion, anyone? $600 billion, anyone, 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 anyone? $800 billion, $800 billion, anyone, anyone? $3 trillion, anyone? Anyone? $3 trillion, $3 trillion. See which direction it's going? Because you haven't even come close to your worth yet. He says, oh, oh, do you have that much? Oh, you have $3 trillion? Okay, $3 gazillion, anyone? Anyone? See where he's going? And he says, oh, how about the blood of my son? And then every hand in here should shoot up. That's me because you remember... The cost for you was the blood of the son. And you're saying, yes, that's me. I have that. Jesus paid that for me. Yes. And God says, sold. 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 Because you said yes to the blood of my son. Sold. Who are you sold to? Him. You belong to him now. You don't belong to yourself. But isn't that what we want? We want to belong, every single person in this room. We're talking so much about family, and we do. We do belong to each other, and we want to know that we belong. But ultimately, first, we have to know we belong to Papa. We're His. The minute you say yes to the purchase price of His blood, that it's enough for you, sold, you are mine, and nothing's going to undo that. Nothing. I said yes to Jesus when I was in junior high. First time I really heard about. I grew up in the church, but that was the first time I heard that Jesus was someone that I actually um, could be in relationship with, but that I actually had to um, receive his gift of what he did for me on the cross. I didn't know that. Nobody told me that till then. But that was as good as time as any, right? So I, I received him in junior high. And you know what? It was actually a really... Um, for me, uh, it was a tender moment. I've, I've shared this before, but I'll share it real quickly. I was at a, a camp at Mount Hermon, and it was a counselor that came and talked to, to several of us. And I, didn't, I had never heard, heard that we could receive Jesus and accept his forgiveness and all that. And so I'm like, well, yeah, I want in. And um, what he did is he came to me later. We were, um, he was at some counselor meeting, and we were all supposed to 
you know, go to sleep. You know how that works at camp, right? Like everybody's sleeping. Sure they are. Um, and um, so the counselor came back in and he came over to my bunk bed because of earlier in the day. I said, well, yeah, I want that. So he right then just said, hey, explained a little bit more and said, hey, is this what you want to do? And I said, well, yeah. So he, he, he prayed and I prayed with him and said yes to Jesus, to his purchase price for me. And I, I, as soon as I did that, I really, I felt this kind of warm gooeyness, you know. I'm not saying it's like this for everybody, but that's what I felt. I'm like, oh. And you know what it was? I was loved and I knew it. See, I was already loved before that, but I knew it now. I was loved, I was accepted. Um, there was a lot more involved in that than I knew at the time about what I just received. But then just to fast forward in my, in my journey, um, it was in college when I was a, um, a sophomore in college was a, kind of a, a time in my life when um, um, I, I was re-awakened um, to the Lord. I kind of had, I, I knew he was there. I knew that I was his, but this whole thing where I said, you belong to him, I kind of went back to, to forgetting all of that and, and doing what I wanted to do. And, um, but then I was lo- very lovingly confronted by him. It was at a retreat in college. Someone, someone, uh, a friend of ours got me to go. And, you know, at first I said, well, I can't go. I don't have the money. And, and she said, oh, I'll pay for you. So I was kind of out of that excuse. So I had to go. And when I went there through this speaker and through the worship and everything, I was just reawakened. I was actually recaptured by his love. You know, when you, when you're, when you belong to him and you forget for a while, it kind of gets lonely. It gets, um, I don't know, it, you lose purpose. You just kind of get in a rut. And God has so much more for you than that. So much more than that for you. So I, I was recaptured and I, and I said, I, I repented. Repenting means when you're going your own way and God reminds you of who he is and who you are as belonging to him, you change, you turn back. You say, God, I don't know what I was thinking, but you're who I want. That's what repentance means. It's just re-remembering who you are. So I turned around that weekend and I said, God, I want you. I said, I'm so sorry that I, I said I was a believer. I said I was a Christian, but I was really doing everything I wanted to do. And, you know, so I just re, re-gave my life to him and said yes. Now, when I say, and, and people will talk about recommitting their life to Jesus. Just so you know, your, your life, you were never lost, lost. You were, you were kind of lost in the sense of you were off you know, off in some pasture you didn't belong in, but you weren't lost, lost, because he never took his eye off of you. When you said yes to Jesus, I told you, when he, when he says sold, you are sold. You're his. If taking, a few, if taking some steps away from the Lord or even taking some huge leaps away from the Lord, if that unsaves you, Every person in this room ought to be petrified. Because how much is too much? When do you cross that line? When does he say enough already? I'm through with you. The answer is never. 
Never. Are you all hearing this? Never, never, never have you gone so far that the Lord says, I've given up on you. Never. It can't happen. Do you think when you need him the most is the time when he's going to abandon you? It's simply not possible because he has covenanted with you. It's a love covenant. It's a grace covenant. What does that mean? He says, I so have to have you with me. I'm going to do this for you. I sent my son to do everything for you that you couldn't do. I mean, that, that's crazy, but that's how much he's in love with you. That's, that's what grace is all about. And you say, well, gosh, I want in on that. I already told you. Agree with your purchase price. That's it. And then start enjoying the life you were meant to live. I want to show you. Oh, here's one more part of this. God won't haggle with us. The cost is not negotiable. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you ever hear of grace and Jesus paid for you and you need to do this and this and this and this to be right with God, then you've missed the gospel. A lot of us, though, without knowing it, we fall back into that trap. What do I mean by that? We know we're saved, but some in us feels like I'm not right with God unless. You're getting ripped off. The enemy's stealing your joy because that unless isn't true. It's not true. You're his because you're his because you're his. He chose you first. He chose you first. He said to you first, you're my best friend. I want to be, you want to be best friends? See, it was his choice first. He picked you out. And he loved on you, and he loved on you, and he loved on you until you relented and you said yes. That's grace. That's our papa. That's who he is. So the cost is not negotiable. If you're saying, well, Lord, you know what? I'll take that grace thing and I'll, and I'll add in a little bit of, you know, works for you. I'll do a little bit of this and this and this so that we're okay. He says, nope, not interested. It's not the deal. Now, don't get me wrong. When you say yes to Jesus, he flips your life around. He does it. And your life starts bearing unimaginably wonderful, delicious fruit. That's the deal. But it isn't because you're trying really hard for God to grow fruit. You know? It doesn't work that way. God, I'll grow some really good fruit for you. I will. Back in the day, I was in Bible studies where we studied the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, 
Self-control. Against such things, there is no law. It's wonderful, right? I've been in Bible studies. I taught Bible studies before I got grace, before I really understood grace. I taught Bible studies where, where we said, okay, which of the fruits of the Spirit do we need to work on? Anyone been there? I have. Inevitably, oh, it's patience. Got to work on patience. You know, not a very patient person. So how's that working for you? I'm going to work on patience this week. Can I give you a much better plan? Holy Spirit, do what you want to do in me and through me. Wow. Now that's a great plan. Wow. God doing for you what you can't do? That is the definition of grace which is the covenant that God made with you when you said yes to him. By the way, if you have not said yes, I'm going to give you that opportunity in just a moment. We're going to do several really cool things tonight. But if you've never said yes to Jesus, or as I said before, if, if you're like, wow, somewhere along the way, I just kind of left that whole thing. I, I knew I belonged to him, but somewhere along the way, I just basically started running my whole life. I want to I give you an opportunity tonight to repent, turn back and say, wow, I didn't know this was the deal. I want in. Or, Lord, I forgot who I was. I forgot who I was. I remember now. All right, we're gonna, I'm going to show you a video. Because I want you to get this purchase price thing. I want you, uh, we're going to watch a video by Ray Boltz. It's called Watch the Lamb. It's a video that's going to bring home your purchase price. Okay? I, I've watched this video, I don't know, at least 50 times. I, I don't think there's once that I haven't cried yet. So tears are cool. Tears are actually from God. And I want to encourage you at the end of this that if you're saying, I want in on this, I I understand my purchase price now. Or if you're saying, I just haven't, um, I have forgotten who I was for a while. I I want a night to remember. I'm going to actually invite you right after this, we watch this, to come up here and I'm going to pray for you. Now, if that sounds a little scary... Get over it. Um, what do I mean by that? I'm, I'm just saying, you know what? He did it all for you. He was unashamed to say on the cross to say, I'm doing this for you. So um, please don't let a little bit of concern of what somebody else thinks change what God wants to do in your life. There's a lot of times he's going to ask you to step out and do things. Guaranteed. The more you go after him, the more you enjoy him, he's, he's going to have you do some things and step out. And believe me, it's not going to always be comfortable. Anyone out there know that? Yeah. So I just want to set this up. Remember again, I mentioned Peter was writing to the Jews who were very aware of this once a year ritual where... A lamb was slain where they brought lambs, goats, people. They brought, I don't want to go into the whole system at the moment, but they brought 
an animal that didn't have any defect, no blemishes. They bought, brought the best one. And they brought it to be sacrificed because the Bible says without blood there is no forgiveness of sin. Okay, again, this was setting us all up for Jesus who was the ultimate sacrifice. But uh, the Jewish people, that's what they did once a year. They brought it to the Holy of Holies, the high priest who went in on their behalf, shed the blood so that there was at least some ability to get rid of some of the, the shame and the guilt that built up of not being able to live the way that they wanted to live, the way that they knew that God wanted them to live. So that's what this is. This, this uh, uh, movie's going to be, you'll see uh, a, a, a Jewish father and his two sons as they're coming to this um, ceremony that's in Jerusalem. All right? Can you turn down the lights too, Jim? And then turn them back up when it's done. Walking on the road to Jerusalem The time had come to sacrifice again My two small sons, they walk beside me said, Daddy, Daddy, well, what will we see there? There's so much that we don't understand. And so I told them of Moses and Father Abraham. I 
so much that 
So I took them in my arms We turned and faced the cross And I said, dear children Watch the So um, this, is, this is love. This is what love does. The reason why this story doesn't ever get old is because it can't. <laughs> That's why I can cry every time because I'm re-reminded all over again, this is what love does. This is a father who had to have us at all costs. And again, he says the purchase price is the blood. So I want to invite you right now that if you want to come up here and have me pray with you and begin a journey with Jesus that is what you were made for, or if you've kind of forgotten your way on the path and you're saying tonight, I want a huge reminder, then come on up right now. Just get up and come up here. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. In fact, I would, I would really encourage you as you're coming up just to kneel. I'll even kneel with you. If you're able to. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I know there is so much joy in your heart that for the price that Jesus paid, you have sons and daughters up here tonight that are realizing just how much they're worth to you. And so for you who are here, I just want you to Say out loud, I'm just going to lead in a prayer. I just want you to say out loud after me. Father, I agree with you that I am worth the cost of the blood of Jesus. I say yes. To your forgiveness. I say yes to your grace. I need a savior. I can't be good on my own. I've tried and I can't do that. But Jesus, I agree that you were good for me. 
You were good in my place. You are my righteousness. Which means because of you, Jesus, I am right with God. I am perfect for my Father. Just let that one sink in a minute. You are perfect for him. Jesus has made you right. And I speak over every single one of you. Because I have the authority from Jesus to do it, to say to you, your sins are forgiven. You are forgiven. You are washed as white as snow. You are perfect in your Father's eyes. And Jesus has paid the price for you to be in close, intimate relationship with Him. And with your Father, your Heavenly Father, and with Holy Spirit. And just pray, thank you, Lord, for reminding me of who I really am. Thank you for reminding me that I don't belong to myself but I belong to you and I give you permission to do in my life what only you can do make me like Jesus I agree that I am an ambassador for Christ. I get to represent him to this world. I get to share your love with everyone I meet. So I receive your love. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I am yours forever. Amen. Wow. This is a really, really holy moment. You're actually on holy ground. Every time you say yes to the Lord, heaven listens. Heaven's watching. And just like in the story of the prodigal son, anytime we come to our senses and come back, the Lord says, I'm going to throw a party for you. 
all of heaven is excited with me. And I place on each one of you, he says, my robe of righteousness. The best robe in the house, the father's robe. He says, I place my robe on you. And this robe lets you know that you are covered, that there is no shame, and that you are right with me. You get to come and talk to me all you want. You get to enjoy life with me. And I place on your finger a ring. And it's a ring of my authority. And I tell you, because you've said yes to me, because you know your purchase price, you do, you do get to use my authority to bring love and healing and hope to every person you meet. You get to represent me. I give you my permission. I believe in you. I'm committed to making you an ambassador that truly represents my heart. And he puts the sandals on your feet. And he says, these sandals signify that you are my son. You are my daughter. Because only people in the household get to wear sandals. You may have not known who you were or you may have forgotten who you were, but I tell you, you are my son, my daughter, my prince, my princess, and your standing in my house never changes. You will always belong to me. So now we have places to go and people to meet and love on. But just know that I'm going with you and it's me through you. stay where you are and there might be some others who join you up here because I want to show you guys something check this out this is a real picture that wasn't doctored of an event in Africa so those I'm going to show you the real picture in just a minute but those are actually flames of fire that are coming off of people um, not actual flames, you understand. I mean, they are actual flames, but not the kind that would actually singe people. This is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'm going to send you what the Father has promised. So stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And he said, John baptized with water, but not many days from now, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's the picture. <laughs> do you guys do you guys know how real this is? When he says he's not going to leave you as orphans, Jesus said, "I'm not going to leave you as orphans. You're not going to have to do this on your own." We keep thinking in our wrong in a wrong state of mind 
that we're in this alone and we're doing things for God. And he says, no, you missed the whole point. It's my spirit upon you. So as, as you've said yes to Jesus, I just want to pray. And if any of you want in on this, you can come up here. Because some of you, if you have felt like, wow, I need this power, the Holy Spirit's power that was promised. Some, I know some of you have like longed for spiritual gifts, longed for speaking in tongues, things like that. Come up here, because we're going to pray for that. Just come on up. <laughs> Just fill in the blanks, fill in the gaps. We're going to continue making this a really holy moment tonight. So if you're on your knees and they're not holding out, you can like, yeah, I see some of you like, you know, Indian style now. (laughs) That's just a practical thing. And this is what I, this is what I want to ask. When Jesus, when Jesus said to his followers, he said something pretty special is going to happen really soon. He goes, I want you to wait for it. There's a key here. The key is not that it depends upon you. So often when people are wanting to be baptized in the Spirit, they're wanting an empowerment from the Holy Spirit, they make the focus all about themselves. And when you do that, when you make it about yourself, you're always going to see, feel like you aren't measuring up, you're not doing something right, but the focus is all wrong. It has nothing to do with that. It, all of heaven is a little child receiving gifts. That's what he said. You have to be like a little kid. A little child with good parents, they do not wake up Christmas morning and wonder if they're going to have presents under the tree for them. They know they are. And they know that whether I don't, whatever your tradition is, whether everyone rips them open at the same time or one at a time or whatever that is, they know they're going to get their turn and they know when they get their present, they get to open it and it's theirs. That's it. Holy Spirit is a gift to you. The Lord said, I do not want you doing this on your own. This grace covenant is me doing it through you, for you, through you. You need Holy Spirit. You need him in a big way. If you've been baptized in the Spirit, that just means you've had this experience of the Holy Spirit coming upon you in a tangible way, something that's undeniable. I know I've been touched. I know he's... I've felt his power. Sometimes people will feel fire. Sometimes they'll be shaking. Sometimes laughing. Sometimes crying. But undeniably, the Holy Spirit is touching you. Remember, I'm going to go back and say, focus is not on you. It's on a little child. You have a present because he said, this is my gift to you. This is what I want to give you. I want you to have this. Who wants him? He's asking, who wants Holy Spirit? So the first thing I want to, before I pray, first thing I want you to do is to, is, is to engage with the Lord as a little child with expectancy in your heart. Papa, I want this gift. Just tell him, Papa, I want, I want what you promised. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want this gift that you have for me. And Holy Spirit, would you come? (laughs) Holy Spirit, come. 
You don't have to do anything. Receive it like a little child. What do you have for me? He can touch you in a lot of different ways. Holy Spirit, come. Baptize your children. Baptize the sons and daughters of God with your power, with your fire, with your presence. Whoa. Whoa. As you begin to feel things or sense things, a really good response is yes and more. (laughs) What does a baby do when they taste candy for the first time? They go, ooh, more. I want more of that. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, touch your kids. Some of you are already experiencing this. Some of you, wow, more, more, more. Some of you, whoa, are in a mindset of, well, I've tried this before. God's not going to do it for me or he'll do it for everybody else. Release that. Give it to God. Say, God, I give you that one because it's not helping me out. I receive your spirit. I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit coming upon me. I would like you to say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I want you. (laughs) Holy Spirit, I need your power. Holy Spirit, I need your fire. Holy Spirit, we can't do this without you. We need you. We need you. We need you. I want to encourage some of you who are out there left. If you have been baptized in the Spirit, come up here and start laying hands and releasing a blessing. Just release a blessing. Release the fire. This is for you tonight. This is not for everybody else and not you. This is for you tonight. This is for you tonight. Increase, Lord. Increase. Increase. This is what the Lord promised. Jesus, you promised. And we receive the promise. Like little children, we receive the promise. Whoa. Increase. Increase, Holy Spirit. Increase, 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 increase. Whoa, 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 whoa. Increase, increase, increase. Lord, increase even more, even more, even more. 
you're not focusing on other people around you. It's, it's you and the Lord. He is touching you. That fire we saw in that picture, it's real. And it's over you, whether you feel it or not. But you get to receive it now. Receive it. Fire and grace. Wow. Increase. Increase, Holy Spirit. Increase. That's Yes, Lord. More, more, more. I told you some of you will cry, it's okay. Some of you will laugh, it's okay. It's the Lord. Oh. Just receive like a little child. Yes, Papa. I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I receive you. I make room in my heart for you. I want you. I want you to take over, Holy Spirit. I want you to take over. Take over my life, Holy Spirit. Take over. Take over. It's time. It's time, Holy Spirit. Take over. And I ask, Lord, for fresh fire. Fresh and new revelation. There are angels present who are also ministering to you. In addition to the people that are walking around, there are angels present who are ministering to you. Because heaven noticed that you wanted Him. That you wanted the Lord. They are releasing gifts. They are releasing treasures. They are releasing provision for what you need next in your life. Wisdom. So Lord, release it. Lord, I bless the angels that are here and what they're releasing. And we say, yes, God, yes. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour out the blessings. Pour out the blessings. Pour out the blessings. Church, we have to be equipped for this time in history. We need what the Lord has for us. We're alive for such a time as this, for His purposes. We're here to bring light into the darkness. We are here to bring massive love to the earth, to every person on the earth. We need the Lord desperately. So let Him pour into you all that He wants to pour into you right now. Don't make this about what's happening next to you. Just let Him pour into you however He wants to. 
The best prayer you could pray in your heart is, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I say yes to what you're doing right now. Yes to what you're pouring into me right now. Yes, Lord. Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Wow. Whoa. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to what you're doing. Yes, God, to equipping your church like only you can. Yes, Father. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, God. I want to remind you, I want to remind you that God's kingdom is a kingdom of love. More than anything else, it's a kingdom of love. And you are born in this day and in this time to give away the love that you are receiving from Him. So I'm asking God for massive love to be poured out. God, let your love be poured out on your sons and daughters. Let them know that they are wanted and cherished and treasured and loved, loved, loved. Your daddy loves you. Your heavenly father adores you. Receive the love. He says, you are the son or the daughter I always wanted. You're exactly what I wanted. You're everything I wanted when I had you. Increase, Holy Spirit. Increase, increase, increase. Let me just read this to you. I just said love is our highest goal. It's what we're alive for. Let love be your highest goal. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Ephesians 5.1 and 2 says, Watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. 
Keep company with him. Learn a life of love and observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious. It was extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. So to close tonight, this is what I want to do. And if you're in a place with the Lord, stay there. Go deeper. We were made to receive his love and give it away. We're going we're gonna, to um, sing together um, how he loves us. To receive it because you can't give what you don't have. But you do have the Lord and he does love you. So now we need to come into agreement with that. Papa, you love me. You love me. You love me. You love me. Tell yourself that many times a day. I'm loved. I'm wanted. And after we sing this together, we're going to actually just have an opportunity to share that love with somebody. But remember, when you share love, and one of the reasons why Blazing Fire is a pretty safe place. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I'm saying we're a pretty safe place because right there, love isn't in order to get something from someone. It's to give something of yourself. So as long as we're loving without that motive of trying to get that need met that can only be met by God, then we're going to love each other with a pure love once we receive this love. So Lord, would you help us to get this? Holy Spirit, help us to get this love like never before. So, I have a question for you. Am I on, Jim? I have a question for you. My question is, what do you have to do to earn Papa's love? Nothing. Daddy, you love me. Get used to saying that. Papa, you adore me. Get used to saying this. Because I want to tell you, the more you get in touch with this love that you do nothing to earn, I promise you, you, your life will start to be about giving this away everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. But you got to agree. Like a little child, my daddy loves me. Just tell him, my daddy loves me. Daddy, you love me. So... You know what, tonight I, I think um, it would just be really appropriate that, because um, we, we have prayer teams available, but it just feels like a different kind of night than that. And um, so as we're leaving here, well, actually, let me just say this. If there are any people who really have, this has just been the first time you ever said yes to Jesus, would you let me or one of the pastors know, Pastor Russ, Suzanne... Pastor Todd, who was leading worship, just let one of us know, mainly, honestly, so that we can pray for you, so that we can can uh, make sure you feel like you belong either here or somewhere, some church. It's super important that you're a part of the family, that you don't just kind of slip out, you know, um, but you have people around you who care about you and love you. So if that's true for you, would you let us know? Um, and uh, 
I want to I want to just pray a blessing over you and then I want to release you to kind of love each other. Now, except let me just say this really quick. Oh yeah, children, if you have children, you need to get them. <laughs> Sorry. Um But let me just let me just remind you people are used to different amounts of love. Um especially if there was abuse growing up or things like that, so you do have to be sensitive to people. Just just watch how they respond and you'll know okay you just have to be aware because again it's not about feeding your own needs it's about loving people where they're at that's what the kingdom is about okay um so after i pray a blessing over you i want to encourage you in some way love somebody that may be a hug it may be a kind word it may be um who knows there's a lot of different ways to do that um just you know um blessing someone telling them something about them that that really um uh that you see a treasure in them something that God shows you all right but let me first bless you so father i just want to thank you for tonight what a great night yes. you are such a wonderful father you really are and you have nothing but good in store for us we know that's true god And thank you. Thank you for touching hearts tonight. Papa, thanks for reminding us again how valuable we are to you. The price you paid for us. And thank you God for the reminder that nothing can separate us from your love. Would you help us in the coming days and weeks? Help us by your spirit, the Holy Spirit that we were just inviting and welcoming. Holy Spirit, we want to get to know you really well. We want to depend on you in everything. And so teach us how to hear your voice. Teach us how to hear the voice of the Father and the voice of Jesus because we really can hear. So we need your help. Mostly we need reminders every day of your affection and your love and your tenderness towards us. And give us the courage God to do what you've asked, especially to go and reach a lost and hurting world that needs to know this very same amazingly good news. So I empower you the power of the holy spirit to be who you are in christ as a loved child of the father in jesus name amen all right yay god so in some way shape or form what you freely receive freely give just love somebody in some way yeah And so and it's already quarter after 9 if you have a child downstairs. Don't be bashful, love somebody.
by your name and you are mine. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not.